Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KCBS Radio, original podcasts. For 30 years, a beloved farm-to-table Mexican restaurant in Santa Rosa served the freshest of meals. And, and here we have grandma cooking you uh, the beans, the menudo, the, the handmade tortillas. This is something so much more than just food. On weekend mornings, firefighters hungry after putting out fires came to eat. So did policemen. But last week, it was shut down by county code enforcement because, technically, it was underground. From KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Mallory Somera, and this is Bay Current. It was not open to the public. It was only open to friends and family. We never, ever had any kind of advertisement. Nobody was encouraged to go. It's a private home, and it's, there's a gate. So if you wanted to go, you have to go through that gate into the house. It's not open to the public. It's only friends and family. This is Juan Carlos Arenas. Him and his mom have been running this restaurant, known as Abuela's House, on Moreland Avenue. My colleague, KCBS radio reporter Mike DeWald, is on this exclusive story today. Thursday, uh, they were visited by county code enforcement, who said, uh, you know, basically, what you're operating here, you're not permitted for. You, You can't serve prepared food out of a home. Uh, that's the, you know, that's not something they, they even can permit for. That's, that's not, um, you know, not a business license they have. They sort of gave the warning that, Hey, this is, you, you better shut this down or next week we're coming back with the sheriff. In terms of what, what they got, it was, you know, basically the, the warning to, you know, end operations, uh, and, and they're, they're you know, going along with that. But of, of course, with that comes a lot of, you know, disappointment, sadness, um, and, you know, just it, that the disappointment that this thing that served the community for uh, for so many years, such a cross section of the community for so many years, uh, just sort of came to an abrupt end. So what made Abuela's house so special? For her, is different than a restaurant. See, restaurants care about their food, but she cares about the people that come in. To her, is like a family. You know, she knows everybody's name. Mike had the chance to meet with Juan Carlos, as well as Santa Rosa City Council member Eddie Alvarez, to get the history of Abuela's house and what it meant to the community. So it got started in 1993. 
And the way it started was my dad and his friends would just watch soccer games at my mom's house, or their house. And uh, the friends love the food that she cooks. My mom cooks traditional uh, food, traditional Mexican food, which is very different than what it's offered here in the local restaurants or taco trucks. Um, and the friends loved it. So they told their friends, who told their friends. And next thing you know, there was like 20 people coming over to quote-unquote watch a soccer game, but they really came to eat the food. And my mom said, wait, wait a minute, this is getting out of hand. If you guys want to come in, you need to pitch in, you know, because you, know, you have to buy oil, salt, whatever, you know. And uh, it just continued like that. And we are lucky that in our house on Moreland Avenue, the property is pretty big. So in front of our house, there's a big garden that they do every, every year. They, they grow a garden for, you know, fresh vegetables in the summer. And whatever's left, they dry or bottle and use that for recipes uh, in the winter. So you go during the summer and you get a lot of, you know, red salsas, a lot of spicy, uh, fresh, fresh vegetable dishes. And in the winter, you get more dried tomatoes, dry um, peppers, more like moles and more, more of the traditional uh, winter food from Oaxaca. That's where we're from. And the more people heard about this place, the more people kept on coming to the point where she had a couple of uh, tables in the front and then a couple of tables in the back. And, uh, you know, 30 plus years later, uh, here we are. She only does it Saturdays and Sunday mornings from about 9 to 12.30. That's it. Not, no other time. That's it. And um, I grew up busing tables, talking to people, learning about food you know, learning about the garden and people that came there brought their kids and their kids grew up knowing that process of, you know, farm to table food that's not offered here. Along the way, you know, the firefighters found out about it. So whenever there's a fire in Sonoma County, the, the, <laughs> the brotherhood tells everybody and every, every time there's an accident, incident or fire, they come and they eat. Nobody knows about it. We never tell anybody. And they never tell anybody about it because they didn't want the county to come and shut her down. Uh, the police, uh, we fed the police uh, during the fires as well. Like I said, no news, no, she never asked for, for money. And, uh, and yeah, on Thursday of last week, the health department came in and and this is where, where it gets very interesting because the health department is supposed to keep us healthy, right? Which I understand, and it's good. And the county is supposed to be taking care of us, which we understand, and it's good. But Moreland Avenue, if you've ever been to Moreland Avenue, is infested with gangs, drugs, uh, homeless encampment. So for the health department to come and shut her mom-and-pop uh, shop down, they had to walk through the graffiti, be careful of the gangs, probably not look over the drug sales, not step over the feces that the homeless people, you know, do when they have, because they have to go to the bathroom, so they just go to the bathroom on the side, just to get to this poor lady's house to shut down her breakfast spot down. And that's what seems a little bit sad to me that it ended this way. But we knew it was going to end. Uh, we did it for 30 years. My mother knew it was going to end. Uh, it's sad to see it end because this is the last of 
really uh, an American success story. Uh, sometimes when we look at things in little small businesses like this, we don't look at them uh, as an American success or American story. We looked at it at a, as an immigrant thing or as a Roseland thing or as a Moreland thing. But this business helped me pay for my school. It helped pay for all of my sister's school. And it kept the house when the uh, economy uh, went down the toilet. Has the, did the county give any sense of, like, if you do X, Y, and Z, you can keep going? Or No, no. The county, uh, there's no permitting for uh, people to sell food out of their house. Um, the only other possibility that I might guess, but it will never happen because I don't have the wine kind of money, is that we kind of convert the space into a light commercial and then have a commercial kitchen there. But only wineries can do that. You know, if you're, uh, if you have enough money to support the local supervisor for his next term and put a little money in his pocket, then they can, you know, do a little something for you. But for a regular person, they, they're, they're not going to do that, you know, so. And I know I'm jabbing on the, <laughs> the local supervisors, but I'm upset that, you know, the problems that really keep us unsafe are not being dealt with. And the people who do no harm are the ones that are getting targeted. One of the things that we as a community are, are doing is protecting our, those who are who the entrepreneurs. This is Santa Rosa City Council member Eddie Alvarez. They're providing a great service to the community, and to community means everything. We have a lot of single uh, males who come from their uh, country of origin, and they do not have this warm food at, at economic prices. And she provides that for the community, or eateries such as hers provide that for the community. And especially in a neighborhood, I mean, specifically in a neighborhood like that, I mean, there's not, you know, there's not restaurants, there's not infrastructure, it's probably one of the, the lower income neighborhoods in the county to, to have a resource like that means mean something. It, it truly does. I mean, here, and I know not specifically hers, but I know such places as hers have provided uh, college tuition for her children, her, for her grandchildren. I mean, what type of community are we trying to create? Do we want one where, where government is first or, or is it one where people are first? And I would hope that we are correcting our, our direction because I don't feel we're going in the right direction when it comes to the financial stability of a neighborhood. This is Moreland. This is Rosen of old. We've created Rosen not with the help of the government, but with the help of each other. And that's a perfect example there. There are people here who come from Mexico or who live by themselves that don't have a mother, don't have a grandma, don't have an aunt. And that space for them, it was just like going to their mom's house. It was going to their grandma's house. Whatever fulfillment in their heart, whatever empty space in their heart during the week was fulfilled by the food of a sweet old lady who cared and would talk to them and would ask them about their problems and would give them a little home remedy from plants or herbs or, you know, if something happened, if they lost their job, they could go there and eat for free, you know. She told somebody, come over if you don't have any food, any money, come over if you are heartbroken. And that's what the space was like. Juan Carlos told Mike that just like in a restaurant, People paid to eat there. I mean, if, if you think about it as like paying for your ingredients, basically, the way to think about the cost is it was maybe a little more than uh, your average re Mexican restaurant that you might go out to, to eat because, you know, uh, by and large, a lot of it was grown in the farm out front of the house. Uh, you know, the, the ingredients, the, the handmade tortillas were made fresh that, you, you know, you're 
you're paying full for the work that goes into it. Do you have any indication of what sort of like broke that levy or like what do you know what happened? No one knows. It's kind of the big question and sort of from from one's perspective where some of the, the concerns come from, because mm-hmm. to take that step of going in to shut them down, it means they had to be investigated or someone had to look into this, which means somebody ate there or uh, or somebody sort of staked out outside the house and, and watched it. And he sort of felt a discomfort in that, that especially if someone, you know, came in and, you know, sort of took part in that in the, the communal setting and, and w- was served the food. So it, like, he he has no idea where it stemmed from, especially like you said something that existed for so long to have a, an immediate shift to this is not existing anymore. The way that Juan Carlos equates it to, though, is if you were to throw a big party at your house with a lot of food uh, and everyone chips in, you know, to 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 make that happen and, you know, to ha- have a full spread, you know, he he sort of sees it like that. And, you know, throwing a, a, a wine country destination party, you know, somewhere in the middle of Sonoma or Healdsburg, where, you know, everyone is having some, some kind of pop up by a chef, things like that. It's uh, where he sees a disconnect in why the, the rules are being applied the way they are. Can you tell me a little bit about the neighborhood? How could an operation like that in a neighborhood that it's in be targeted in such a way? So I'm talking to you right now from Moreland, which is what Moreland is now. Roseland was uh, about 10 years ago. And it's an area that sits on the outskirts of Santa Rosa. It's considered part of Santa Rosa. But it's not under the representation of Santa Rosa. So, you know, the Moreland Avenue area doesn't have a city council person. They, their, their representation is the county board of supervisors, even though most of the issues they have would go to the city. So they're in this weird area where they're, they have representation, but it's lacking representation. It's kind of this, this you know, transition area. It's a neighborhood that, that sees a lot of issues with gangs, a lot of issues with drugs, a lot of issues with homelessness. It's kind of the coming together of, of a lot of the challenges you see in, in you know, cities around the Bay Area are, are seen you know, in this more neighborhood. And they found, much like Roseland did 10 years ago, uh, they found that in a lot of cases they have to look to themselves to, uh, to support themselves, to better the community. And so for an area that's challenged that, you know, you don't have the powerful people living on block, you don't have the doctors and lawyers living down the street, that, you know, this, this is a way that they're looking out for themselves, providing for themselves. So it's, uh, it's a unique neighborhood for Santa Rosa. It's a unique neighborhood for Sonoma County that, that in, in a lot of ways, you know, it's fallen through the cracks as far as some of the solutions to the problems that exist. There is kind of a historical backdrop to this street. Uh, this is where uh, Andy Lopez was um, a young kid uh, who was shot by police because he had a toy gun. And that really, it, it created a lot of divides in the community that lasted for a long time and some still exist. It is a point in history that really set the tone for this neighborhood. And it, it brought a lot of distrust from the people who live here um, to, to law enforcement and just to the, the power structure in general of, of the way that that all played out. But it's taken a long time and a lot of the work is being done to heal those wounds and bridge those divides. But 
you know, that is the street where it happens. You know, the Andes Unity Park is is steps away, mm-hmm. and it's still uh, it's still a challenging area. Um, a lot of those challenges stem from that moment. Do you know what's next? Has anyone from the county gotten back to you about this? No comment from the county yet. It, it doesn't sound like it's something that the family's going to fight, or you know, they're they're not trying to push back on this. I mean, technically, there are some adjustments they could make that make it less of a business that, uh, you know, technically it could could keep going in some fashion. But, it, it you know, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of will to do that. No real sense of what comes next other than the end of an era. Is there anything the city can do to help or support or any kind of steps that can come from this? The, 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 the issue doesn't fall within the realm of the city of Santa Rosa, but I'm hoping that as a county, really as a, as a community, as a society, we start to appreciate the entrepreneurial spirit of those in our community who wish to provide a, a, a decent service, a great service to the community. We talk about so much about people uh, extending their hands and expecting the government to do something for them. That's not the case with, with eaters such as hers. This is the community this is the people standing up for themselves and feeding themselves literally. Bay Current is a production of KCBS Radio. I'm Mallory Somera. Special thanks to KCBS Radio reporter Mike DeWald for bringing us this story today. To get a picture of Abuela in her garden, head to the KCBS Radio Instagram account. For more Bay Area stories, subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.